spirit portals are open and a new world is dawning. A mysterious enemy has stolen Aang's staff and replaced it with a fake. Now four heroes must band to discover who is intent on stealing history's most important artifacts and perhaps something more sinister. It will take wit, strength, and determination to stop this threat and save history itself. We're back. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hi. It's the Relics of the New Republic by Dustfire Media. I'm Steve Durgan, pronouns he, him, your accidentally glorious GM, and I'm joined by some <laughs> wonderful improv actors. By the way, I am trying a thing with this. Like every week, I'm saying a different adjective before describing <laughs> myself. If you have suggestions, feel free to send them our way in Twitch or wherever you <laughs> bother us, um, maybe Discord. Us. Yeah, you know, the bothering is great. Um, <laughs> Players, when I call your name, uh, please give me your best impression of the noise that a hog monkey might make. Um, there, there are no correct answers to my knowledge. I'm not sure we've heard a hog monkey um, in the canon um, on the Avatar shows. If we have, um, I'm not hung up on getting that right. So, um, yeah, let's see. Let's go around the horn to use Justin's horrible phrase that has now been seared into my mind forever. Um, first, she's good with a bow, but she has her drawbacks. It's Jing Min, played by Danny Wickman. Hi, my name's Danny. Both pronounce he, him. Um, my best impression of a hog monkey? I don't know who you are. I don't know what you want. If you're looking for <laughs> ransom, I can tell you I don't have money. But what I do have are a very particular set of skills. Skills I have acquired over a long, a very long career. Skills that make me a nightmare for people like you. If you let my daughter go now, that'll be the end of it. I will not look for you. I will not pursue you. But if you don't, I will look for you. And I will find you. And I will kill you. That's, wow. that's and then the hog monkey says, good luck. And then the whole adventure starts. <laughs> <laughs> that's, our, that's our next campaign, actually. <clears throat> Avatar uh, taken. Well, Avatar taken. Wow. Yeah, Avatar taken with <laughs> Liam Neeson, played by Danny Wickman. Um, it's Danny Wickman playing Liam Neeson, playing a hog monkey. That's right. Yes. <laughs> I mean, that sounded like a hog monkey if I ever heard one. And Honestly. I'm not claiming that I have. So <laughs> she's the new bender of the bunch, but she's got more sense than the rest of them, if I'm honest. It's Aki Fumiyako, played by Nikki Bond. Gosh. <laughs> My hog monkey just laughs. <laughs> we can accept that we can accept that absolutely well well next up she no longer works there but she's sure to make this show a three-ring circus it's lynn and cloth played by will jenkies hi friends okay hog monkey impression license registration Oh, 
Oh, that's my best um, that just so sequencing good. or stitching together <laughs> or two noises. Sure. Not yes. at all inspired by what Will put in my head. Um, <laughs> or, or possibly slightly. Uh, no further comment. Thank you. Welcome. Thank you, Will. And finally, he was once among Amon until things went amok. It's Amuksur, played oh. by Gus. <laughs> That was so good. That was so good. <laughs> <laughs> um, Thank you. Uh, I spent too much time on this. You no, know, you spent <laughs> the perfect amount of time on this, not too much time. Uh, I think I will do the only actual sound of a hog monkey <laughs> and just go. How was that? Yes. Wow. <laughs> oh, that was good. Now imagine hearing that under your bed. No. Mm, <laughs> now that's no. a different show actually called The Forge that happens uh once a month oh, on you're right. Patreon. Sorry, I forgot. I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> Shameless plug for the Forge for our Patreons yes. only. If you are into hog monkeys under your bed, it's a great show for you. Um well welcome to our show, everyone, Relics of the New Republic. A little banter question. Um, Gus, would you mind asking it for us? This was an organic question from Gus. I just want to know what everybody's going to do for Halloween as their costumes for their prospective jobs and or just lounging in your chazay at home. Yeah. Let's say we. (laughs) So I, I do attend Halloween parties, but they're typically like straight from work. Like I typically end up having to work a shift and then going and go to the party immediately afterwards. And so I usually just end up wearing like, like black jeans and like this like black jacket and a hat. And it started two years ago. I started asking people like when they would ask me what I was, what I was like, who I was wearing, who are you wearing? You know, um, I, I would say, yes. And they'd say, oh, you're Joe from you. And I got a substantial amount of people saying that. So every year what? for the past two years, I've just been going as Joe from you <laughs> unintentionally. So like, I look like a sociopathic stalker slash serial killer. And yeah, I'm down with it. <laughs> wow. Yeah. All right. Oh, well. I'm just surprised that more than one person independently said that. about. It, your I was very, very surprised too. I think it meant something. So, yeah. I think this is important feedback to consider. <laughs> it's giving Joe from it's you, g- but that could be you. <laughs> oh. Thank you, Danny, as always, for sharing your very real troubles yes. with us. Yeah. Um, <laughs> for me, I would, I would, uh, I would love to uh, be invited to a Halloween shindig this would be like last year i did spend halloween in spain but nothing really much came of it and i didn't expect it to halloween is a thing here thanks to globalization and commercialization and the cultural exports of the u.s um people do dress up a little bit um (laughs) the empire (laughs) and um you know we have our things and one of the things is Halloween. And so anyway, I would love to, to figure something out this time around. Um, I would not love to spend money on a costume, but 
can spend some if I had an idea. So if you have any ideas, please let me know. Uh, maybe I could be Joe from you. <laughs> oh, I had a group gonna... costume. We could all be <laughs> Joe from you. Joe, Joe from you. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I do miss the dress up. I already bought the what I needed for my costume. I'm just going to be a little witch. Nice. I love that. That's just so good. Yeah. <laughs> and Nikki Bond may or may not wear some of said costume next time we are live. Which yep. which costume? I'm gonna be a witch. He was well played. Danny. He was doing it. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> he was doing a bit. Sorry, I was doing a bit. I was doing a bit. I was like, sorry. no, you have to do it. <laughs> so, so. <laughs> it was the ultimate dad trap joke. Uh, <laughs> I've not seen it a scandal since <laughs> dog. <laughs> no. Oh my god. Maybe next time. Maybe next time. <laughs> I don't well, have any Halloween plans um, because I am oh. busy, blessed and booked, and not wanting to cry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that is so accurate. <sighs> yeah. What about you guys? Uh, I still don't know. My office is like, everyone, please come dressed up. But. The last time they said that, I was the only person in a panda onesie. No. And I ended up riding up the elevator with someone wearing a $5,000 Armani suit. No. And my life was, what am I doing? (laughs) 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 So, you know, the crow was my initial idea, but then I said, I don't want to do face paint. Mm -hmm. So we'll see. I'm thinking panda just because. You know, once you've got the panda reputation, I was going to say something to live up to. <laughs> there you go. There you go. I was oh. I was going to ask. So, when you were with this person in a five thousand dollars suit, did you like grab a selfie or what's that? And I just stood there, just like, how strange must this look to someone else if they come in right now in the elevator? Panda, clearly tailored, very expensive Armani suit. 20 awkward floors of going Ooh. up an elevator. It's great. Oh, wow. What a building. What a building you work in, Gus. Oh, wow. Just ask you to come here often. <laughs> <laughs> you work here Monday through Friday? No? Oh, just me? Okay. <laughs> I've never worked in a building that tall, to my knowledge. But it's a hall building. Then again, yeah. I've never been to the top of one of the buildings I worked in. Well, well, fun stuff. Fans, if you ever want to submit a banter question that we will answer on the show, I believe it's included in the $1 a month tier on Patreon. Um, I could be wrong about that. Danny, what is that tier called? Do you remember? Uh, uh, I believe it's called the Happy to Be Here tier. You are correct. I'm just happy happy to be be here here. If you're happy to be here, give us a dollar. Otherwise, we will assume... That you are not happy to be here. Oh, what a way to torture people. <laughs> yeah, I know. What a pitch, Danny. <laughs> I can just... Sometimes so. I just set Danny up and don't don't really give him a heads up. Um, just and that's, that that I just happen. heard the sound of tabs closing. That was scary. 
<laughs> Get out of here. Steve instantly regretting giving me any kind of power or soapbox. No, I have no regrets. I'm mostly just intrigued. Um, uh, it was Justin, a... Justin just kind of let us know in the chat that is a $5 a month benefit. So you're not happy to be here. So well, the old... well, well, you the know, only... if, you're, if you're happy to be here, we're happy to, you know, whether or not you contribute to the show, we appreciate you being here. Yes. And despite yes. the things that Danny says in his honest moments. And, um, <laughs> And for the patrons who have been, um, who have already submitted a banter question, if it's been more than a year, send us a new one. You know, I didn't check that with Justin, but here I am with a microphone, <laughs> the dangerous person. And uh, we got some time, you know? So, yeah, feel free to send one our way. Um, for our recap this week, I'd love to put my players on the spot. <laughs> I don't remember a thing. That's, hey, I don't like that. That's okay. Will Jinkies. Hi. Hi. Oh my gosh. So crazy. Ready to get to you here. I know. <laughs> what a serendipitous thing. Um, I would love a summary of what happened last time. It could be from your perspective. It could be from Lynn's perspective as if she were just telling a friend. I don't know if she yeah. has any of those. That's um, quite the ass. Okay. Okay. <laughs> for sure. For sure. Um, but first, I just want Gus's rich baritone voice saying, last time on the Relics of the New Republic, and then we'll just let her rip with whatever Will has to say. Ooh. Okay. Do we want to be nice to our editor? You mean... Not nice to our editor. You mean Justin? Probably nice. <laughs> to yeah. Justin. Well, I, I wasn't going to name drop him. <laughs> name drop like... Justin. Our nameless editor. <laughs> okay. All right. Should we be nice to Justin and give him three options, or should I just do one cold? Do the cold. Last time on Relics of the Republic. Cold. Okay. Last time on Relics of the Republic. Do you remember those bars we were at? Because I certainly do. And God knows Jingmen does. Because turns out someone stole some money from one of them. <laughs> Not someone. Someone stole money from Jingmen, one of those bars. So Jingmen goes in head first. Bo shoots a hat off. Some dude impresses somebody. Almost gets invited into Red Monsoon? Question mark. One of those things. Um, then from there, got the money and left because we were good with the bell. Then we walk around the city for a little bit, Dakota message, something, something, something. It starts raining. Uh, we follow the riddle as best as possible through the city, get to this place, think about a mask. And then we have to put on masks, uh, which Lynn then recreated using some earth bending and some face paints. We get into the line. We're like, Hey, it's wet. We hate being wet. Uh, torture a mook uh, by making him water bend the water away. Uh, some really nice guy comes by and he's like, hey, you want to get in early? And we're like, yeah, we love getting early. Actually, we approached him. We were like, hey, we want to get in early. And he was like, Queen, we've got you. Queen, we've got this. Uh, we cut the line and then we repay this kind man uh, by knocking his mask off and he gets escorted to the back of the corner. Um, I my this is fair. Will Jinkies' personal theory. I think they it. executed him, but I have nothing to corroborate that theory. Um, and then, oh right, we were there because there's like this guy who has these things. He was librarian. He collects things, um, and he has some stuff on display. One was like a crown of a phoenix. One was this stone, and I love stones because I can earth bend. Um, and yeah, that's what we are. The two just got escorted off, and we were just about to all sit down. And that's what you missed on Glee. Oh, sorry. Uh, Relics of the New Republic. 
Oh, I loved that. So yeah, so applause is appropriate. <laughs> I was you know, waiting I did, for a besties the whole time. I did pitch for this new campaign to be a musical at one point. So that is on the record. That's <laughs> true. And now it is on the record in this form. So <laughs> thank you for that. Well, I thought I just, that was an excellent summary. Will, uh, if anything, you have just cemented in my mind that the next time I'm asked how my day was, I'm like, wait, let me call Will Jenkins. Yeah, give me the pitch. <laughs> they will yeah, explain everything. <laughs> Beautifully done. <laughs> well, um, thank you both. Thank you, guests, for your rich baritone voice intro. Thank you, Will, for your rich of description. Just red lakes of a public city <laughs> going on an adventure. <laughs> Musical episode if we hit 75 patrons for our yes. podcast. New goal. Ooh, there's a goal. I love that. <laughs> I have to write things and down. 75. So accountable. Jesus. <laughs> 80, 80. 80 patrons and, and Jinkies will write an original song for us. Oh, Diva, don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, I can always go straight the song okay, for great. you, Will. We'll, we'll work, work this we'll out. Work. <laughs> we'll find somewhere to lift. Oh my god. Well, awesome. Let's have the camera open where we left off in this dark room with a spotlight coming down on a stage and a speaker with a microphone. And some lighting also on three lovely artifacts encased in glass. Uh, Fumi, Lin, Min, Amuk, what seats do you choose? There are two rows of 10 seats each for 20 in total. Uh, one row close to the stage, one closer to the door you came in through. Uh, the edges, kind of to the left and right, are in near total darkness, while the front and center are a bit more exposed. Where do you go? Lynn's choosing an aisle seat. As everyone starts oh. shuffling in. I would say probably a back edge to like kind of stay out of the light, considering our masks are kind of made from the street. <laughs> I do not perceive. I do not perceive. Yeah. And so, um, Fumi, as you start making your way for uh, an edge seat in the shadows, I'm just curious if others follow or if you all kind of decide, like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to post up here differently. Lynn's following Fumi. Cool. I think, I think yeah, I think we would all kind of like, yeah, Fumi, Fumi's got the right idea here. Yeah, I think Min will follow as well. As long okay. as these seats are close to the bathroom. That's so valid. We haven't peed all day. Oh. You know, important things. There is, unfortunately, not a peeing mechanic in Avatar Don't Life. Worry, in the fiction, we can. Oh, you, have to roll, you, so you have to roll with creativity and focus. You don't have, I need to tangle charts and or tables, <laughs> Steve? We will get on that. And okay. also, I will review the homebrew that Will has right. produced. Um, yeah, great. Let's table that for now, though, I think. Um, 
So yeah, let's let's have the showing begin. Um, before the speaker says another word and everybody settles into their seats, um, someone returns, escorted by the usher gently once again with a new mask, identical, it seems, to the frogodile mask they were wearing before. Now you can still, you know that the shattered frogodile mask original is on the floor. No one has picked that up. Um, but it seems that they were able to provide a new mask. Um, and this person is uh, gently escorted back to their front and center seat uh, by the artifacts in the stage. Thank you. Thank you. Whew. And sits down and relaxes. So, so what you're saying is we all could have shattered the masks that Lynn gave us and just be provided better ones? <laughs> I will neither confirm nor deny that. I think that might be a dangerous <laughs> guess there. Definitely don't want to test test that. I, you're free. I, if you want to, you're free to do that. We'll stay right here. <laughs> no, I won't claim that this is a free country. Uh, but as far as I'm concerned, Danny, you are free to do that at this table. Um. <laughs> And feel free to interrupt me at any point with your uh, rash actions. Um, the speaker <laughs> I will now, take that to mind. The speaker removes his hat and steps forward into the light a little bit, revealing the design of his own mask. A short duck bill. Now let us begin. The librarian regrets that he could not be with you tonight. As some of you know, he recently added a particular item to his collection. While our guests normally have a flawless track record, the recent days have been... trying. The librarian has devoted his full attention to ensuring that any leaks regarding our operations are... plugged. So for this evening, I will be your speaker and facilitator. You may call me Turtle Duck. So, without further ado, the speaker steps over the golden chest laden with precious gems. The jewelry box of the late Earth Queen, Ho Ting. Ho Ting was the 53rd sovereign of the Earth Kingdom and daughter of Earth King Kue. Wielding absolute power over the Earth Kingdom, she was more concerned with her personal comfort and possessions than with the welfare of her people. Her reign was marked by revisionist and absolutist politics. She rounded up dissonance and detained them without trial in her dungeon. We cannot trust the Earth Kingdom to keep her memory, and so we must keep it. We who bear witness to the relics of the past. Let us remember. And the room echoes in unison. Let us remember. Lynn echoes along. Next. Very nice. Min says like three seconds after everyone else says it, oh, let us remember. <laughs> Is that good old liturgy buffering? <laughs> <laughs> That's what everyone said, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Aki people kind of mumbled it with them, so it's kind of sounded similar. <laughs> mm -hmm. Just stayed silent and just <laughs> made a note. Oh, yeah, next time. Next time. That's say right. That's right. That's right. Perfect. <laughs> Next, Turtle Duck stands over a boomerang. 
This boomerang, though unassuming in appearance, holds a legacy of heroism and unforgettable moments, from the time it incapacitated Combustion Man during a crucial showdown to rescuing Toph Bei Fong, the legend herself, from certain peril. This trusty weapon became an extension of Sokka's courage and tactical brilliance. In its curved flight path mirrored Sokka's own journey, meandering and strange, yet always coming back to him as he just sort of returned to himself, and embodying his unwavering determination to protect his friends and leave an indelible mark on the world. Let us remember. Remember. Let us remember. <laughs> Let yeah. us remember. And finally, the speaker steps over this speckled-looking orb. And lastly, a treat, I'm sure, for all of our guests. During the Hundred Year War, dragons were hunted to near extinction, partially due to their value and partly due to the honor and glory one would achieve by slaying them. This caused dragon eggs to become scarce, nearly impossible to find. But others who were sympathetic to these ancient, marvelous creatures hid them away as best they could, scrambling to stay ahead of the glory-seeking dragon hunters or tailing behind them to search out abandoned nests. It was through the librarian's fiercest efforts that he finally came upon one such treasure, perfectly intact. It was found inside an active volcano on Nojai Island the very place where dragons were said to be born long ago. Those who guard the past guard the future. And the room responds, echoing those words. Let us remember. Let us remember. <laughs> I love that you guys said that. It was such a setup for you. I'm not getting Because uh, the words that... The Wait, words that yeah, echoed... it was the, the... Let us guard the past so we can guard the future. <laughs> That's right. That's exactly right, Nikki. The words that were echoed by everyone except you three were those who guard the past, guard the future. Um, but things seem to blur together well enough in the room. Yes. <clears throat> well, well. Um, the speaker continues to say a little bit here and there, reiterate instructions that seem cursory and short form, probably because of the assumed familiarity with this group. There's a note about how everyone will be able to come up and touch these objects soon. Um, but as they're kind of going through these um, details and logistics, uh, the speaker pauses between one phrase and another and slowly raises two fingers to his ear. Now, to most, it would seem like an innocuous, meaningless gesture, but not to Min. Jingmin, you sensed almost preternaturally that you ought to keep a vigilant watch for little signs and signals among those running the showing. Yes. And because Danny rolled a 10 plus last episode on assess the situation and had a little doodad uh, from the Prodigy playbook, Min, you hear the faintest sound as Turtle Duck raises their hand to their ear, a hint of radio static. And so you surmise that there is some type of wire communication on this person. Um, can men look around real quick to see if there is maybe a security guard or someone that's 
kind of responding with a similar gesture. Absolutely. Now you are further kind of, I'm picturing you guys to the left um, of the stage towards the edge in the shadows. And so, man, you look to your right where most of the folks are seated, where the stage is, and you can kind of see in a glimpse at the edge of the light that the usher also in this moment had two fingers brought to their ear. You have not actually spotted anyone else in this very dark room. If there's further people here running the operation, they are covered in shadow, Hmm. Uh, perhaps in the area where the Frogadile guest was brought. Who knows? Any other questions at this point? Or shall I continue? I'm good. I'm good. Very good. The speaker, after touching on a few last logistics, um, folds their hands. Unfortunately, I have received word that we have some unwelcome guests. No matter. The rest of you paid quite a lot to be here, and we will ensure a pleasant experience as always. As for our infiltrators, we need not look very far. And Turtle Duck snaps his fingers, and at once you see a cord lash out and wrap around the neck of someone sitting in a chair in the front row. It's your poor new acquaintance who was wearing the frogodile mask. Uh, no, please. There's been a misunderstanding. I don't think so, says the speaker. You broke the rules. And worse, you compelled others to break the rules. And now you must go and pay the three prices. The first will be paid now, lest you adulterate any other circles. But it was their idea. But he can't manage to point at any of you, whether because he failed to see where you sat or because he is struggling with the cord around his neck. But the frogodile. Uh, is made to stand with another snap of Turtle Duck's fingers, and his mask is removed, this time as he faces the rest of the people in the room. Do we recognize him? I will suggest that you, Fumi, do recognize this person. Oh, gosh. Okay. Um... Well, I rolled... I went ahead. I rolled a ten. Um, I don't know what to add to that, but I rolled a ten. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you know, I didn't ask you to roll, but I'm oh, not opposed you to you. <laughs> I'm not opposed you to you rolling. Um, <laughs> let's call this uh, assess the situation. Okay. Uh, that's with creativity, which is a negative one, so that's a nine. Okay. Okay. Let's go over to assess the situation on a seven to nine. Ask one question. So I'm, I'm going to um, give to you that in a moment uh, you will probably know who this is. So I'll take that off the table. Let me give you actually their soundbite first for context, Fumi, and then we can dig into which of the assess the situation questions you want asked. Okay. Okay. Cool. Let's see. Okay. So now that their uh, their face is revealed, 
the speaker steps forward and just gestures at the person, kind of as if presenting them as another one of the artifacts or objects on display. This is Woshi Ikeru, chief shareholder of Cabbage Corp. Formerly one of us, now disgraced and forbidden. Make note of this man and the risk that his indiscretion may pose your ventures. Everyone uh, at this point starts taking out notepads and scribbling uh, this information down. And I will um, give you a chance, if you like, uh, to think on your question, Fumi, and anyone else uh, a chance to react if you need to. Hmm. Hmm. I guess, what should I be on the lookout for? Okay. And just to lean into the fiction a little bit, what does this look like for Fumi, if anything? Um, how are you assessing the situation? Um, I'm kind of trying to decide um, whether I should like try doing something to cut the rope or whether that will bring too much attention to me here. To cut the rope, you said? Yes. Ah, the cord that's wrapped around Woshi's neck? Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. So this is kind of a, a gut question around that? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Because I don't think she I likes be... the look of that. Like. Yeah, not a happening. good way to treat your guests. No. Yeah. Okay. What should you be on the lookout for? Well, well, since you said the word rope, I will clarify what you notice, Fumi, which is that this is a steel cord. Oh. Which implies to you that the person who has just used it is either a metal bender or extremely good with lasso. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, that can't do much about that one. And that does suggest to you that it would be quite hard to cut. Um, maybe there are other options available, but that one would be difficult. Um, Steve. Rope. Yeah. Oh, sorry. No, you, you first. Um, so, so I had to have something in mind, like a question, but I was having a little bit of a modern technology is never on our side. Um, Indeed. Yeah. Is there any kind of chandelier there's a chandelier on the ceiling of this room. <clears throat> I was going to ask you. switch to assert there... that. Yep, sorry. <laughs> I will look up at the chandelier. <laughs> it turns out the Painted Grin used to be a fancy restaurant, Danny. I'm not going to argue with you. I've tried to encourage some creative liberty in scene setting. So you look up and see a pretty tattered, small chandelier. But what did, what did you want to do with that, Jingmin? All right. Um, we never talked about them confiscating our things. And Jingmin just always has a bow slung on her back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There so was no kinda, confiscation at the door. You're correct. Beautiful. Um, so kind of similar to when they were in the city hall. I want Jingmin... We'll just try to just kind of right next to her, position her bow, 
and as subtly as possible, knock an arrow and try to shoot at the rope supporting the chandelier and cause it to fall on, on everyone. <laughs> on everyone? Just on whoever it's under, I guess. <laughs> Just Incredible. cause it to fall. Um, so I understand <laughs> the functional goal. Can you tell me what the goal behind the goal is? Just so I have a sense of what Jingmin wants to happen. Well, obviously chaos will ensue. Um, and I think Jimin kind of wants that too. I think she also wants to try to create a better opportunity to, what's the name of the cabbage to, man? To, to Woshi? Yeah, I think she wants to kind of create an opportunity of like, for us to figure out something else to do to, to help him. Also, she also wants some more cover to try to start flipping people's masks off to find He Sheng Ling. She just oh, <laughs> oh okay. The pot I think she's also kind of stirred. bored. <laughs> the pot is being stirred. Um, we will address that, and then Gus, if that shapes what you're going to do, I'm guessing Gus was going for subtlety <laughs> before <laughs> turning things up to eleven. You know, I I was. I just wanted information first, but. Well, Hey, if it's the fun. chandelier works, the I will totally works. play with that. I, I was do, in fact, solicit information on occasion. <laughs> <laughs> I was just curious as to if the steel rope was mm -hmm. uh, coming from the ceiling or if it was like garrot style. I just wanted a better picture of like the logistics of where this was coming from. Uh -huh. Like if, I, if, okay. if a mook from where we were in the corner to the left could see. Yeah. Super important detail. I appreciate you asking that. Um, so I should have said that the rope disappears into shadow at the opposite end of things. So you see some of it is under the light, kind of at the stage, cutting across opposite to the right side of the room. And so there's probably someone over there um, who, who did this as soon as the speaker, Turtle Duck, snapped his fingers. Well, Jing Min, this sounds like a roll. Yeah. Yeah. What kind of role do you think this is? Um I mean Jingmin's shop, she's 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 done plenty of very complicated like tricks and shots mm -hmm. with a bow and arrow. I don't know if the added like trying to hide it aspect would make it a push your luck. Mm-hmm. I think the thing that makes it a push your luck, if anything, is that you are shooting a target that is completely obscured by darkness. Yeah. And you're looking past yeah. like headlights that hang down to provide light in the room. Yeah. So um, I don't even know that you know, Jingmin, that there is a chandelier. <laughs> I'm just hoping for the best. I'm just hoping that there's a chandelier now, we as players somewhere. Players know that that Danny painted one there, but um, <laughs> let's see what you can do. Just kind of with positioning in the room and your amazing prodigious skill, Jingmin. Yes, yes, let's yes. do a push your luck. All right, because I use my wait and listen ability for uh, during the scene, I am prepared, so I will be spending that to add plus one to this roll. Um, so spending prepared, okay. Yes. So I have a plus two total to push. Pushing the luck. Yes, yes, yes. 
That is a nine. Okay. okay. And um, did anyone want to try to help this action? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, will, <laughs> um, I will take a fatigue. Excellent. How does a mook help? Um, noticing what Jamin is trying to do. Because we are in the dilapidated painted grin and it is still raining outside. Kind of want to start pulling fog down in from the ceiling <sighs> to help kind of obscure everyone else's line of sight a little bit. Whoa. Did not see that coming. Slash I, uh... increase the sound of rain to help hide the noise as well that we're about to create in this ruckus. <laughs> so being a first umbrella was just a warm so up. It is... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Amug needed to get stretched, and being the umbrella was the like, let me just oh, do some calisthenics here to warm up because my God, this is going to be loud. Okay, I will grant yeah. it, and that's the only help action we'll need to get it to a ten. Um, did you there have something some, as well, Nikki? Yeah, there is something I want to do when the chandelier actually falls. Okay. Uh, no, okay. I will, okay. Yeah. So I don't know if we I want. We will see. That. We will see what we'll falls. See. We'll see what. Okay. Falls. <laughs> no, that works on the chandelier. It's <laughs> 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 cheese. No. Yeah. It's a Komodo rhino. <laughs> what? It's a paper chandelier. It's a live hanging Komodo rhino. <laughs> Man, it looks like it's never been so eager to be on the ground. Um, yeah, so let's let's take the results of that roll. So we've got to a 10 as Amuksur starts subtly pulling fog into the room from the outside storm. Um, as, as for the tidbit on modifying sound, quite difficult. I'm going to stick with the fog. Okay, okay. <laughs> and it's pouring hard, so it'll be hard to make it rain louder. Um, but this does seem to support uh, the diversion uh, that you are now together trying to create. Um, you know what happens on a 10 plus, Danny Wickman. Yeah. Tell us what happens for Jing Min. I will let you decide what falls from the ceiling. <laughs> it has to be something world appropriate. So we've all seen Oppenheimer, right? Where are we going with this? Barbie. I got me worried. I'm getting, I'm getting. Um, all right. Do you want me to tell you the cost too, or will you tell me the cost? Um, I will tell you the cost. Okay. First, I want you to tell me what goes well. Um, yeah, so I like to think the only one who notices this happening is a mook. As Jingmin tries as sly as possible, pull out an arrow and knock it. Just sort of like right next to her like this. Draws in, and we hear a thud and a and a break, <laughs> and then we just hear, and there's like a split second where we just see a scene of masked adults with their eyes pointed up <laughs> at <laughs> this beautiful crystal chandelier just above their heads. I have seen this musical before. <laughs> <laughs> a mook is just holding half of his mask to his face yeah. just and then we just hear a 
And the first person to scream is Min. She goes, ah! <laughs> well played, Min. <laughs> um, Jenny, did it fall on people? Oh. Um, so it's kind of... <laughs> so the After design of it... The design of it, there are spaces in between the kind of bars mm-hmm. that bring the circular chandelier together, and they're okay. just the perfect shape and size of the chairs that are in between them, as the, these <laughs> terrified people are just sitting there. This is some looty tunes in fetal position. <laughs> <laughs> this is what happens in fetal when position I on their chairs. <laughs> So, in other words, this crystal chandelier crashes around a section of chairs. Yeah. I'm picturing it close to the center of the seating arrangement. Yeah. And there's gaps in the chandelier, which thankfully fit (laughs) these people in their chairs. And so, a lot of shattering crystal, but they are, so far as you can tell, unharmed. They might be cut a little bit from, like, shattered... Things. Yeah, I'm gonna say just a la Buster Keaton, just the the farm door falling perfectly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, that is beautiful. I will keep the consequence in my pocket for a moment okay. here. I love that. Um, what is the immediate thing? So, I mean, immediately screaming, um, uh, commotion, people standing to back away from the chandelier, people trying to get out of the chandelier. Fumi, you had something you wanted to do once this thing fell. Yeah. When it when it hit like crashes and hits the ground, Fumi has like a split second like to notice, like, oh, that just happened. And like uses her airbending to make the air around it just jut out and try and get as many people's masks knocked off as possible. The, yes. I would yes. love to use the help so action long. on that because I had a similar thought and well, would love to try and get Mr. Uh, Turtle Duck's mask off. Um, yeah, <laughs> and Lynn is going to jump up in terror and potentially stomp on the ground a little too hard. Um, just knock a mask off if possible. Whoa! Okay, the chaos is turning up. Let's see if the help action is needed mechanically, but we do know what you'll be doing to jump into the party, Lynn. Um, Fumi, give us a roll and to under to make sure I understand. This is you're 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 controlling the air. Can you describe mm-hmm. kind of like, like, kind is this, of, yeah. Yeah, it kind of just like, almost like a little whirlwind that jets out from the chandelier as it hits the ground. So like it already makes like a little dust cloud and this is kind of just pushing off from it. So it looks like it's natural, just more powerful. So the goal of the deception, the goal is to make it seem like the chandelier blast has removed masks. Yeah. Excellent. Exactly. <laughs> Seize the chaos. Um, do you think, uh, how much experience do you have with this type of precision bending, Fumi? Um, You've been airbending for a year. Yeah. I mean, considering t- um, Tenzin's type of training, I would say pretty good. Um, but probably like not the best either, just because it's only been a year. Okay. Okay. Let's keep this at a push your luck then. It seems like quite an excellent feat. All right. Um, seven plus passion, which is two, so that's a nine. Oh, seven Ooh. plus two is nine. Very passionate. Excellent. 
Well, um, Lynn, that is a good opportunity to use that helping action if you want to mark your yeah. fatigue um, to bump Fumi up to a 10. <laughs> um, now, I do want to clarify, though, that we now know that Fumi's intention is somewhat covert. Did I hear you describe uh, helping by just standing up and pulling masks off of people? Yeah, this is like a, like a jumping terror if the foot hits the ground too hard. It's just ah. so helping with part of the goal, at least, which is to get <laughs> I the mask. It's entirely off. accidental. This is helping. This, like, Lynn was going to do this regardless. <laughs> it's just really convenient. Okay. We can make a success out of it. Okay. Okay. All right. I will uh, fact check myself later to see if that is an appropriate use of the helping action. <laughs> I think it's okay. I think there's enough uh, alignment here to defend the case. Um, so yeah, I mean, Fumi, uh, you got a 10 plus. Describe for us the, the masks and the blast. Yeah, so the blast of wind, like the chandelier hits, there's like a very slight pause, but not enough that anyone would really notice. And the wind just like takes the whole, like spreads throughout the whole room besides like our little corner. Masks, especially like the close ones, go flying off people's heads and like some of them hit the wall and break. Okay. Some- <laughs> Excellent. I wonder if um I have now two consequences in pocket for, for oh, these no. two push your luck <laughs> items. Oh my gosh. Um <laughs> I will stretch a little bit of, of your your blast. Fumi, and I will have Jingmin's mask also be blown off. Oh no! The one who fired the arrow that brought down the chandelier. <laughs> now you are still mostly in darkness. There's still fog swirling into the room, um, now chaotically disturbed. There's still tons of commotion. So it's hard to say in this split second how consequential it is, but Jingmin, you feel that mask and it is just blown clean off of your face and right. into the darkness, and you hear a distinctive shattering sound as it hits the floor. Um somewhat so this sort of happened what when Jingmin already started to do something, and this happens, she sees that and is disturbed, but then keeps doing this um as quickly as possible within the sh- very short amount of time she has. Jingmin wants to try to make as bany as possible. Um, basically, she's pulling out extra bowstring she has, and she's taking two arrows and kind of tying the string between them. So you make a bolas? The, yeah, kind of. The idea is like an arrow bolas. She wants to fire to be able to fire two arrows at a time to act as okay. a bolas. And she wants. I don't know if she can just make one, but she wants to see how effective she can do this quickly. It's tying knots between two arrows. The back tying of two knots arrows. between two arrows on string, and firing two arrows at a time. And the goal well, she is sorry. Well, she doesn't want to. She doesn't want to fire them right away. She just wants to make them right now. She's just making them for use. You're just making arrow pairs that have string between them. Yeah, they're yeah. That's like well, like Gus said, they're bolas arrows. Essentially, I'm familiar with this term. Bolas, bolas there's are a those little, um, like, those stone things on ropes that you put. Oh, cool. I didn't know that's what it's called. I was just calling those cool spinny thingies. All right. (laughs) Yeah, and you you throw them and they wrap around ankles and trip people. Legs, or they just. Okay, so you are just trying to quickly make these 
in the dark, Jingmen. Yeah. Okay. Um, Have you made these before? I think so. Yes, I think so. Maybe to like lasso birds or like fire ferrets back home. Yeah, you know, lassoing wild fire ferrets around the neck. Yeah, let's roll a rely on your skills and training for that one, Jingmin. And while you do that, let me think on anything else unfolding in the room. Okay. Mm -hmm. Ooh-wee. So that's going to be an 11. Oh, ho. Ho -ho. (laughs) Hey-ho. Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> when you get a 10 plus on rely on your skills and training, um, you can do the thing. You do the thing. Um, <laughs> how how many are you able to pull together, do you think, Jingmin? I'm going to give you only a few seconds here. Yeah, I think reasonable. I think three is reasonable. Okay. Just sort of, yeah, yeah. Three pairs. Three mm-hmm. boli. Three pairs. Three arrow boli. Yes. Excellent. It's I bolasses. Think, I think it's it's <laughs> worth yes, the bolasses. <laughs> I think it's worth kind of slowing things down. Um because so much is happening now and even more is about to happen. Um we have the chandelier, we have the blast of wind and the masks, we have the panicking uh opulites as I like to call them, these very rich people. And uh, they start as they're trying to gather themselves, trying to assess any threat, um, looking at each other and seeing each other's faces. And their their looks are those of shock. Um, and they're pulling out their notepads and starting to write down notes and some are quickly hiding themselves trying to shield their faces retreating into the shadows in all of this commotion you see a dozen at least uh, shadowy figures step further forward into the field of vision beneath this dim light some of them around the artifacts just kind of hovering over them with their guard up, others lining the room behind you, between you and the door. And the speaker taps the microphone a few times, and you hear just that terrible PA um, (laughs) screech. Please be seated and cover your faces at once. You can tell just in the way that Turtle Duck has spoken that they are a bit unnerved. But so far, no one has put a hand on you, Jingmin. Perhaps it's because you shot the arrow from the dark. Perhaps it's because they thought that Lin's antics were just those of an opulite and nothing (laughs) of any other special attention. Do but, we recognize the turtle duck's face? Oh, uh, the uh, turtle duck's mask no! is still on. Well, Sorry. Uh, I personally, I lost. Yeah, the stage. I know you can't lose at this game. Oh. I lost. 
I'm so nosy. You won <laughs> last true. time. We did win last you won time. last time with the napkin. You had to lose this time, I guess. <laughs> um, Tria, um, Turtle Duck is still um, very much masked on the stage. Thankfully, out of uh, the range of the blast. Did you call him and Triad before, Turtle Duck? Hmm? What? Triad Turtle Duck? I just... Oh, no. I, I I may have slipped. I'm just going to write down a note. I'm just <laughs> going to take some notes like the rich people have. And... Uh-oh, Lynn's taking notes. <laughs> Either that or Will is taking notes. Either way. Love it. Um, before you can do anything else, um, the end of Turtle Duck's phrase just kind of goes, and the PA seems to just click off, and so do the lights. And for a moment, you're in total darkness, and you just hear signs of struggle and scuffling and the whipping and lashing of metal-bending cords. And when the lights come back on, the dragon egg is gone. That was supposed to be hours. That was supposed to be hours. No! Oh, you guys didn't tell me that. Oh. Don't worry. Gus and I knew. That's the important part. It'll be ours. It'll be ours. I was waiting for the moment to use the phone. We will we will have that egg. And not a split yeah. second later, these guards just start putting cords out around everybody and trying to secure them and tie them to chairs, yourselves included. I will not allow you to react. <laughs> Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. I want you to deal with this. This is um, the other consequence. That was th- yeah, this the is the other consequence I was holding uh, on to, Jingmen, from your shot. Uh, in this in this commotion, and now after an artifact has gone missing, everything is all the usual protocol around guests seems to be off the table. There is pure aggression. So, and one all of the guards, guests are being tied down. Yes, not just uh, your group. Indeed. And so, Jingmin, you have a bow in hand uh, still and some boluses in the other. And um, you are just mm. swiftly wrapped around very, several times over with a steel cord and tied sideways uh, to the edge of a heavy wood chair. Um, I'll say, yeah, the other three of you also find yourselves quickly wrapped in cords. <laughs> They do not have enough um, muscle in the room, one to a guest. Um, So some of the guests are still being scolded and talked at by Turtle Duck. Um, But I'm going to have, let's zoom in on Fumi. I'm going to have one of these guards kind of pull and tighten, kind of cinching up as much as he can, his metal cords, and walk towards you as he continues to keep it taut and lean in over you and ask you this. Who are you? And what is your connection to the egg? (laughs) Just your casual Tuesday conversation. Oh, you know. Um... I don't have a connection to the egg. Hmm. Fumi, I'm feeling like this might be a role. I think it might be a trick. 
Let me read the text for Trick really briefly. I kind of want you to give us a little more than, than the surface denial. So we've heard, we've heard the denial. Why should I believe you? I'm very loyal to the group here. I would never do hurt the egg or take the egg. And I mean, I think that it's probably one of the guests up front that did it. They had the quick means to get there. Hmm. Guard has paused for a moment. To think on your words, I'd love for you to roll trick. Roll with creativity. Uh, I guess I, yeah, because I didn't really compliment them, so I can't use my thing. <laughs> no flattery involved here? <laughs> no. It's kind of like threw me off guard, this guy. <laughs> um, oh, darn it. Uh, trick is creativity. So it I is, indeed. I got a six. Okay. Ooh. Okay. Well, well. Fumi, the guard does not seem amused. They withdraw their cords, which are currently wrapped around you and a chair, and they tell you, stand up. Okay. Um, she, she stands up. Um, can I assess the situation real quick? What are you looking for? I'm trying to see if there's a good way to get me and my friends out of here. Okay. And as like she rolls, there are. Yeah, yeah. As she rolls, I'll just narrate that everybody you you see that the remaining guests who haven't been initially kind of wrapped in cords are now being shepherded, calmed down a little bit, and lined up against the back wall in shadow. Okay, I got a tin. Okay. So, I mean, I know I want um, the best way in and out, but I also kind of want, um, so I get two questions. Oh, no, mm -hmm. I don't. Yeah, I get two questions. Yeah. Um, well, I guess it's like, because my friends are tied up, um, what here can I use to get them untied? Okay. What here can you use to free them, basically? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, what here can you use to free them or get them untied? I'm assuming I'll probably have to attack some guards for that, though. Yeah, Fumi. I think that is the answer. I think you look at these steel cables, you look at the some dozen guards in the mix, and you estimate that really it's just going to take full force of combat to incapacitate these folks and get everyone untied manually. It doesn't mean it has to be everybody to get out just your friends, um, but that's probably your best path. And as far as the um, best way in or out, rather, in this case, um, you know that there's the door you came in through. Um, you also know, despite the heat of the moment, that Amuk was able to bend 
some fog through the rafters. And that suggests to you the idea that perhaps there's a way out up top. Hmm. Okay. Um, okay, so I'm going to start, like, when I stand, kicking the chair at the guard that's questioning me. Oh. The kick. Let's cut, though, to focus okay. on Lynn, because we gave you a few moves there. Um, I'm curious how you react to this, Lynn. You've just been wrapped in cords as well. You said that the lights cut out. Are the lights still out on everybody? Sorry, they did flicker back on to reveal the missing dragon Oh, egg. got it. Okay. You know, Lynn is surprisingly okay with this. Because, hear me out, right? We just caused a Phantom of the Opera-style chandelier crash. Um, we just knocked a bunch of masks off a lot of rich people, pissed off a lot of very powerful metal benders. And right now, maybe isn't the time to start causing another ruckus. Um, because I fear that we've accidentally cut ourselves off from attending another one of these, potentially tracking down more relics in an organized fashion. Um so right now Lynn's trying to stay on the good side of these bad people in hopes that in some morally gray way we can return here at some point or at least Lynn can if nobody else can (laughs) (laughs) okay so we're we're playing the compliance card of all cards yeah uh, the adrift uh, playbook right now we are at a uh, plus two to stability not wanting to knock the cabbage cart ah. is quite literally the the whole point of this. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we've shaken that cart enough. Yeah, and Linda's quite shaken, uh, frankly. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Thank you for that. Um, I'm going to introduce another little thing before we cut to some fighting, it looks like, from Fumi's yeah. uh, kicks. Um, oh, yes. Seeing how short-handed he is, Turtle Duck also, rather than leaving things merely to the guards, has extended a cord and wrapped it around um, another one of the guests sitting in the front row. And as they're trying to look back and forth and bark orders, uh, they don't realize that this guest starts to glow as they put a hand on the steel cord that has been you know, snaring their neck, and they channel lightning into the cord, sending oh! it right back to Turtle Duck. Ooh. Turtle Duck convulses and shakes violently before releasing a terrible croak and dropping to the ground. Oh! And then this solitary figure who you've now noticed, of course, because of the lightning, (laughs) which is a stark contrast to the rest of the room being quite dark. Um, They just kind of unwrap the metal cord that was around their neck. Um, Otherwise, any notable uh, appearance details, they're wearing a a beige trench coat, a fedora, and a hog (laughs) looking mask. License and registration. So rolling in style. License and registration. <laughs> License and registration. Ah, uh, they're undercover. Um, so, 
<laughs> that is hilarious. Um, and so, uh, Fumi, as you begin to kick, you see this happen out of the corner of your eye. And this figure in the hog monkey mask um, starts joining the fight against the guards. Others seem to be more panicked, screaming, scrambling, obediently lining up against the wall to answer questions, pleading for their lives, saying, insisting that they didn't break the rules while hiding their faces from the other rich people around them. There's so much chaos and panic in the air, not from this person and not from you, apparently. Um, I think we'll stay out of exchange mode for now um, in this commotion. Tell me what you want to happen, Fumi. Um, what I want is to free my friends one at a time. So like, I want to, um, just use my wind, uh, airbending to, um, throw chairs, throw masks, whatever I can at the guards mm. that are holding them. I'm actually going to start with a Muxur, see if he can use his water bending to help. Okay. So you'll try to focus your efforts there on freeing a Mook. Yes. Um, Amuk is tied fast to a chair. So if you throw wind at him, uh, you may just knock him over. Um, that well, still may be guards. progress. Ah, at the guards. Very good. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Sorry. Thank you for catching that. <laughs> yeah, no, at the guard that's like holding on to his cord. Before Steve narrates a very unfulfilling <laughs> consequence. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm not going to make you roll for that. It sounds like a totally reasonable thing for you to do to blast air at the guards. It looked like you were about to say something, Gus. Oh, I was going to say, I had the best BS way to make it still work, even if the air was coming at me. I was ready. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> awesome. All right. And, and so you knock some guards right into Amuk, two of them specifically. One falls over your lap, Amuk, and has let his cable go slack, the very cable that wraps around your chair. You're, it's still tight around your body, but uh, you have a window here of opportunity. Um, let's focus on what you do and then go to the others. Okay. Um, you said the guard that was holding me fell onto my lap? Yes. Yep. Knocked right over. Knocked right over. And then the it's still tight, but I need to do something. Um, can a mook? No, a mook will. Not yeah. Can. Will. <laughs> uh, water bend away to break the chair to not focus on the bindings, but move the chair out of the way to be able to like snake out of the, the bindings that are tight. So you're trying to use water bending to assist kind of snaking out of snaking the bindings. Snaking out of the bindings, yeah, by breaking okay. the chair. Is that like a force thing? Like like you're, you're, you're kind of pushing the chair, more like, like breaking the chair, or is that like a slippery thing? Mm, see, the, the like, the, the thing for me would be like, put the water in between the cracks of the wood in a uh, type of a deal. No, I think it's going to be more of a slippery thing. So it's like just being able to slide out of, of the, the bindings better. Okay. And just so I'm clear, where are you drawing this water from? Amuk? It's from the fog that is still in the room. Hey, okay. So a little, little, <laughs> little bit of a finger action here little, while you're still tied to the, the chair, bringing some fog, some fog in. in, just kind of like just creating that like layer just for that slippage. Yeah, the slippage. I think this is, oh, yeah, I think it's a push your luck because you're bound. <laughs> but I love it. It's kind of like last time when you pushed your luck to, to break through the ropes. I know. 
Oh, that's a nine. Okay. And then with push your luck. Not bad at all. Always forget. What do I need to add luck? Is it passion, I believe? Passion. passion. Oh, perfect. That's a ten. That is right. Okay. You you do it, but it costs you to scrape by. Mm-hmm. Do you have an idea for a concept? I was gonna say I'm gonna dislocate his shoulder on the way up. Oh, that was even harder than I was thinking, and oh, no. I will roll with it. <laughs> oh, it just makes sense. I'm very open-minded, y'all. I'm very open-minded. This is why you don't get the chance. I'm gonna keep, I know. I'm going to keep my comments to myself. <laughs> you know, we always have to be careful with these things, right? <laughs> yep. Don't tell Steve too much, because he might actually use it in the fiction. Um, you are fighting. Uh, hard to slip out uh, of these cords, Mamuk. And uh, you manage to shimmy and shift your weight, and the guard who collapsed across your lap rolls off onto the floor before kind of coming to. And you have this window, and you throw your weight to the side and tip the chair over and press yourself through these cables. And you do feel that terrible, unsettling pop as one of your shoulders was just pulled too hard on the way out. It is dislocated. I would like for you to mark a fatigue. Ah. And you will need to find a way to relocate that shoulder, as they say. And I say as they say, but no one says that, I'm aware. Um, <laughs> Someone who used to dislocate his shoulder every other week oh. is, is not fine. Oh, I'm so sorry. It's okay. I have a stretch leg. Where do you get given that PTSD, Steve? Oh, yeah, you're right. Maybe that was a line and veil thing. Uh, Recon, recon, recon. Remember, you have the X card. You also have the chat. It's gotten better. It's gotten better. Safety is top priority, (laughs) but not character safety. And um, (laughs) let's cut to. As you've, you've just kind of gotten free of the cords, Mook, you obviously have a good arm to press yourself up to stand in the midst of all this commotion. You've seen Fumi start fighting, and you've seen this other mysterious figure in a hog monkey mask start turning on the guards as well. Um, I would like one more moment from you, Mook. What do you do as soon as you stand? Um, as soon as I stand, I Mook will... Uh kind of focus on where the other two are as they're still bound and snap fingers with my one good hand to try to ice over the metal cables enough for them to get some sort of advantage to break out. Okay. Icing over the cables. So this is to make them fragile. Yeah. Okay. Ooh. Lin and Jingmin, it works. Uh, you are suddenly extremely cold. <laughs> As it should be. <laughs> As the several lengths of steel cable that wrap around you and press against you um, just go frigid and ice over. Uh, Amuk has very adeptly woven a spell, as it were. There's still um, fog in the air. I have all the water I need. Got that water. <laughs> I and love you got that. got a free hand now. <laughs> Uh, I just keep leaning in, guess, as an aside to like Amon's training not being kind and yeah. just thinking about all just, the precision that you had to work on. And it's just look, the pain is there, but the beauty about pain is yeah. you can learn to ignore it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I feel like that snap too 
like a muk snapping. It's like such like a example of the modernization of bending in the Korra era as well. It's just a lot like less. They've sort flowy of left the traditional lot. technique. Yeah. Yeah. In my oh, brain, so true. in my mind, yeah. I was like. Picturing Roy Mustang doing the thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Well, uh, let's cut to Jing Min. Jing Min, you've you've already accomplished a lot tonight, one might say. But <laughs> <laughs> what, what's next for you? So I think Jing Min, well, obviously, Jing Min notices her binds sort of freeze over. And she's like, oh, heck yeah. And she tries to topple her chair over to impact onto the ground and hopefully break her binds. Maybe. Okay. All right. Frozen though they may be, these are steel cables. I'll have you push They're your steel luck. Cables. Okay. <coughs> Pushing. No, no, I just want to ask Gus because this came up last time. Uh Push your luck. Are you thinking that the Y is a T? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Push the luck. Push Push the the luck. luck. Yeah. Push the luck. The newest game show. That is a five and a four for a nine. Five plus one passion for a 10. But there are still costs as with the nature of push your luck. As always, when we push our luck, things do happen that we do not wish. I had something in my brain, but I'm not seeing it. It's okay. We do not need to fear the consequence in this game. Why why am I kind of scared? Why am I scared of what Gus had in his brain? I know. I know. (laughs) Let's see if we uh, lean into Gus or not. Um, <laughs> so, Ding Min, you throw all, I'm imagining, 85 pounds of you uh, <laughs> to the side. And this heavy <laughs> mahogany chair uh, tilts and hovers for a dramatic moment oh, at a 45 degree feeling. angle. The worst feeling. this is meds before slowly tipping and slamming into the floor the cords uh do not break but you are small enough that you slip out uh seemingly i mean everything seems to be okay uh you feel pretty unharmed (laughs) um so thanks to your size uh, you were able to come away with a success. Remind me of the exact number of your roll again, Yanni. Ten. It was a ten. Yep. Yep. Yes. Um, I would like to go to Gus for a consequence, even if it's different than the one you thought of, Gus. Um, we know that Jingmin gets out between the cords and the chair. Uh, anything else that you can think of that would complicate this? Oh, Jingmin's no. bowstring. Oh. Yep. Why did I know oh, you were going to say oh, something like that? Oh, I know. My, my initial oh. thought was that when you fell over, all of your arrows broke. So be happy. I'm not the GM, I guess. Well, the thing is, oh, all my arrows? Oh, all yeah, that would not arrows. be good. That would yeah. not be good, yeah. Can I can least, fix a bowstring. Yeah. That's yeah. right. A bowstring. I think at yeah. worst it costs us an action. Mm. So, like, it's okay. You've got more bowstring, right? Yeah. 
No, I, I like to imagine Jing Min has like a whole yarn ball of bowstring. <laughs> bowstring is ready, ready to go. Yeah. No, she has like a a, a whole like roll of bowstring. Yeah. yeah. She's constantly using that little guy. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, as you struggle out of this thing, and you had had the boluses and the bow in hand when you were tied to the chair, that string just runs the wrong way against these unforgiving metal cables that were now iced. <sighs> and you just hear the familiar snap of a bowstring. You've heard this sound just, before, Jingmin. Just heard it many it's times not, before. It's not cause for panic, but it is. Uh, I think right now it is. <laughs> well, maybe sorry. I won't take that from you. You can have your panic. Fumi, all of this unfolds in a matter of maybe two, three seconds. Um, I'd like to come back to you. Um, what do you do? You've just also, kicked. Yeah, and um, chain of take events. care of guards. Um, so since. Min seems to have herself handled. Then I'll focus on. Um, well, first of all, are there any guards coming towards me? I need to worry about. Not at the moment. They seem quite okay. occupied with the hog monkey mask wearer. We can just refer to him as the hog monkey for short, I guess. Okay, then I'll focus on the guards holding Lin, and see if I can. Um, probably does like. Use wind or use uh, my wind to like just throw them into a wall. So as you turn, Fumi, to look at Lynn, you realize that no guard is currently attending her. She has no oh. signs of struggling to get out. Um, <laughs> she was wrapped in cords. Whoever wrapped her in cords left the cord and has moved on to other more contentious or difficult guests. Lynn is really leaning into the compliance, it seems. Um, sitting just smiling welcome serene, to untie her. Ever seen. Oh, um. <laughs> Stability. Just kind of Just kinda give her a look. Like, are you gonna help? Um, Lynn is gonna earthbending raise her mask and smile, and then put it back down. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, never mind about that one. Ah, okay. Very good. So you you leave Lynn bound. But she, it's still like frozen on there, so mm -hmm. she could get out, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I would say, if anything, I would make it a little bit more loose with the um, use the wind to like just loosen it up a little, so she has that option. Ah, uh, okay, okay. I won't make you roll for that. It's easy enough um, to loosen those cables a bit. Um, I love the contrast of action right now. <laughs> um, <laughs> you. The rest of you, and yeah, Lynn sees this too from your vantage point, Lynn. You're just kind of gently looking to the right to watch things <laughs> unfold uh, from your corner of the room here. And uh, you see that three guards have gone down before this lightning bender, uh, the hog monkey. Um, and he actually, at this point, starts making for the artifacts that are still on the stage undisturbed near the limp body of Turtle Duck. Okay. Um, Lynn's oh. going to make a move because there's some pretty oh. stuff up there and I don't really want to lose that. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't sure what would twist your arm. I didn't no, know that was it. it. Okay. That was it. <laughs> um, this stuff. Lynn is going to uh, spread their legs and send their mask through the chair. Um, 
breaking it, hopefully creating enough breaks that the chair's thick enough where that would make the ropes even looser. She just kind of stand up. Hopefully they would fall. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you've you've also had some help along the way from Fumi and and yeah, I mean, sure. The uh, you're able to force your way out, but if I understand correctly, your mask is now gone. Yeah. You, you well, I mean, you, it's yeah. okay. It's right, rocks, so you're, you know, and then someone controlling it. So maybe it's just on the ground now. Maybe it's not gone, gone. Maybe okay. it's just there. Okay, so yeah. not shattered, gone. <laughs> on the floor. Yeah. Yeah, but you're going maskless. Yeah. Okay. Um. Maybe that wasn't the right. Who cares? Anyways, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just making sure I understand. Uh, there's a lot of maskless people in here right now, thanks to Fumi. So, uh, Lynn is going to also run up to the pretty things on the stage, um, and in her best attempt, uh, just snatch off Turtle Duck's mask as she runs by, because I would love one to have that mask, and two to know who that is. <laughs> the Not hog the monkey? hog monkey, uh, the turtle duck. Ah, oh, sorry, the turtle duck. Okay, so you you step down and you pull mm-hmm. this mask off of turtle duck. Okay, yeah. Um, Steve hasn't thought about who this person was yet. <laughs> I've thought about certain things, but I don't always just have facial descriptions on deck. Oh I yeah, be straight up honest with you. Um, I was like, it was. I completely understand. I completely yeah. understand. So having been shocked. <clears throat> the expression etched into Turtle Duck's face is a bit unnerving, Lynn. Um, but uh, you can tell that on a normal day, um, this gentleman would actually be quite oh, handsome. Good for him. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, otherwise, uh, just a high, you know, higher forehead. Um, you know, <laughs> depends on if you're into that or not. Um <laughs> Yeah, you know, <laughs> short, short, black hair, and uh, otherwise nothing noteworthy. But you would remember this face. Great, from I now remember on. that face. Um, yeah. Also, do you have a pulse? Can we just like really quickly check that? See alive. Yes, Lynn. <laughs> you do okay. feel a heartbeat, <laughs> and yeah, though it seems irregular. Um, I'll take regular. I'll take regular. I just want to know that he's being alive. Being struck by lightning might do that to someone. Yeah, you know. Well, yeah. We. I don't know how advanced medicine is in in this <laughs> stage of things. I think it's pretty good, but whatever exposure you have to that, Lynn, you just know that yep. there's a heartbeat. Easy peasy. Uh, Lynn's going to just you know, like most heartbeats, it's like ba da ba da ba 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 da ba da ba. Yeah, jazz. Yeah. Sure. Medically, that seems, yeah. yeah. Um, Lynn's gonna take the turtleneck mask. <laughs> it was cool. We're just gonna take it. Um, <laughs> okay, love that. Make sure you yeah. note that. It's awesome. Um, and now we're just gonna go after that guy, Hog Monkey. So after a quick check on uh, Turtle Duck and confirming that he is in fact alive, you step toward the Hog Monkey, who is scooping up both the boomerang and the jewelry box. They quickly sweep it into their arms and then turn and look at you. And you can see through the holes in the mask of the hog monkey face, like just wary eyes scanning you briefly for a moment as if assessing a threat. And then he peers for a moment 
and then makes to turn and leave towards the shadows on the opposite end of the room, not through the entrance uh, from which you came. Um, I'm going to trip him. Ooh. Um, and cloth. Yeah, I want to trip him. Um, I feel like, what is the what is the ground made out of here? You're currently on the stage, which okay. is wood. Right off of the stage is a very unforgiving, like cold, maybe metal floor. Um, can I bend his mask off and trip him with that? Put it right Ooh. under his head. Uh, uh. Lynn and cloth, you. Okay. <laughs> um, and also... You don't have to go for subtlety nope. this time, so I think this is a rely on your skills and training, um, Lynn. And sorry, yeah. So add? during our first session, I used the move going all in, which allowed me to take two things. Uh, one of which was hold one, spend your hold to take a twelve plus on any move in pursuit of your goal. Is that something I can use here? I believe we're going to use that here. I approve. Wow. <laughs> 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 Va va boom. This is a 12. The automatic 12. Va va boom. <laughs> Lynn, uh, describe for us what happens. Uh, Lynn stomps hard. And uh, Hog Monkey's mask hits the ground as he takes a step forward. And he just right onto the ground. Um, <laughs> Lynn approaches. Uh, carefully picks up the mask because these are really awesome. We're going to make a small collection of them if I can get a hold of <laughs> any of them. Um, and she leans down and says, license of registration? Just kidding. Uh, and then takes the boomerang. That's my line. <laughs> Consider that stolen. What the? <laughs> What what does he look like as he takes off the mask? That's a good question. Yeah. <laughs> recognize this person. Lynn, you do not recognize this man. Okay. Um, but yeah. he has a crooked, as though once broken, nose. That is the most distinctive feature about um, his face. He's got a bit of light scarring as well. Um, and just kind of a... Uh, a look of like perplexion that is accented by some like aged lines in his skin. Like it looks like he often wears the perplexion look. Huh. <laughs> mm. Um, side note, um, Will, not Lynn, has probably a very similar nose to that man. Ah, hast thou broken thou nose before? in the womb? Hast thou so it never grew right? Oh. Oh, wow. We're learning lovely fun facts about previous injuries of our players today. Um, <laughs> if we have any others to pepper in there, feel free, Danny, um, Nikki. I was going to say, I've yeah, broken we, six ribs at oh once. Oh, my God. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fun, fun fun stuff, uh, except for the pain Very and fun. suffering. Yeah. And the the snowboarding players. was great. The, oh, good. The injury, not, not so much. Yeah. Less pain and suffering is your thing. Yeah, that's right. No, no. <laughs> yeah. 
Not for me either, personally. Yeah. Yes, chat. At once, I broke six ribs at once, three on each side, and I had a collapsed lung. Oh, 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 oh Gotta get God. that lung back. <laughs> gotta, yeah, gotta show some oh. love to the lung. <laughs> well, uh, well, everything happened as you had hoped, and the mask slipped out from under this gentleman's foot so well, so swiftly, that it did not break the mask, and it slides right up to your feet. You're able to pick it up and add it to your fast-growing collection, I must say. <laughs> and um, the... The boomerang has just clattered uh, onto the stage, and so has the jewelry box, which the lid has now come off of. Makes a terrible thud. Mm. It's a very heavy-sounding thing. Uh, The gold, the jewels on this. Nothing comes out of it. Uh, It was indeed the event itself, was the box. (laughs) And this gentleman is now pressing himself to stand and whirls about on you, what are you aiming at here, doll? Same thing you are. I'm not taking this just for funsies. And he raises his guard, and you start to see lightning course through his arms. How about we go to the same place with these, and then we can talk about it? Good enough for me. He picks up both objects with a wary eye on you, as the rest of this room is still full of commotion, struggle, interrogation. Two guards dive at the stage as the hog monkey, I'll still call him, (laughs) despite the absence of mask, (laughs) um, starts to exit the stage. He narrowly dodges and escapes them, and they fall um, against the stage. Lynn, you have an opportunity to follow him wherever he's going. Um, Let's cut to the rest of the group. Anyone else feel anything pressing that you want to add to the mix? Um. So right now, we just got to basically try to figure out how to escape, right? (laughs) Table talk is okay, players, if you want to take just like, you know, we don't want to spend a ton of time on it, but I mean, the best way Uh, out is up, I find. Yeah. Well, the first thing Jingmin starts doing as soon as she can, like the first thing she does is start restringing her bow. Yeah. Fair. Wants to try to steal two or three, maybe five of the people's notebooks that got thrown out by the uh, chandelier mm. crashing. Ooh, oh, I love that. I didn't think of that when I made that world building <laughs> detail. So now I'm on the hook for providing information. <laughs> it's like, hey, if they've done these things before, they've got notes. Um, look, you mm-hmm. see. In the mess of this room, the chandelier, the chairs, two notepads have already been dropped. So that's a pretty easy gimme. Mm-hmm. Um, other ones you would have to peel off of the, the guests. They're dead bodies. Oh, they haven't killed them. <laughs> They're <man>. not <laughs> knocked out. Not in, I don't know. For some, for some reason, bodies. when he said peel, peel off, I just figured. The mean guy. I don't know. This is Roaring Twenty slang, Danny. (laughs) (laughs) I don't actually know if that's correct or not. It could be. I don't know either. (laughs) So, Amuk, what approach would you like to take to get these notebooks? Just pick up the the easier ones. Is our friend in big air quotes here 
still alive and or being held up? That's the other question, actually. Ah, the frogodile mask. The frogodile mask. Yeah, the frogodile is um, now lined up against the wall, being compliant, um, still has, if I'm not mistaken, a mask on, Um, was facing away from Fumi's blast. Fortunate enough for him, didn't lose his mask twice. Oh, no, sorry. The mask was stripped in front of the group. Yep, yep, that's true. The mask is intact, but was removed. So, yeah, um, you can see him. Fumi, you still recognized him. You've heard the name. Um, what do we call that character? I have a note here, unless you have it handy, Nikki. I do not. Woshi. So, um, yeah, Woshi Ikeru is in the lineup, Gus. And that's where most of the guests are at this point. Some of the guards have them under wraps, and some of them are moving back towards you, Jingmin, and Fumi. I'm just going to grab the easy notebooks and not try to take anyone else's and pickpocket our way out. Okay. You scoop up two notebooks, Amuk, before the guards can reach you. Um, Fumi, did you have something? Um, yeah, she's trying to protect her friends, but also see what happened to the artifacts. Like, um... All three of them, really, and like, see if we can see anything going on there. Okay, sounds like another assess the situation. Yes. <laughs> okay, go for it. You would think by now I'd remember what to add to it. Um, creativity. 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 Yeah. So uh, seven. Okay, good enough. Um, and give give me a little more specifics on what you're looking for, if anything. And if you want to do that through the question you choose, that's fine. Yeah, um, I'm mostly like trying to figure out um, where where they're at right now, if they're like caught up in the chaos, if they're still just sitting there free to like grab, because I'm assuming I haven't seen yet, um, but also see if like the dragon egg is anywhere uh, still or, like, or not still, but more of if I can see any hints as to what happened to it. Okay, okay. So this is a version of what should I be on the lookout for, perhaps? Yeah. Um, yeah, so no sign of the dragon egg. Um, and as you look up, you see that the other artifacts are gone as well, and you see Lynn quickly following after this figure who is bending lightning moments before into the shadows, just starting to fade out of sight. But Fumi, you do glimpse something on the stage and you surmise that this was beneath or around one of the artifacts, kind of where they were placed, because it's kind of still there relative to the spotlight. You just see like the shine of a little bit of fresh paint. It's black. And there's something, it's a little too far away right now, but there's... So it could be a character, it could be a drawing. It's hard to tell from here. At this point, I'm going to have, as you're looking away, a guard punch you <laughs> in the side of your jaw. <sighs> I would like for you to mark one fatigue. All right. It's just a tough time to assess the situation. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If you're, if I give it, it you is. details, That's I got to give you a punch in the face, you know? <laughs> 
I'm just about to get a punch right back. Ooh. <laughs> Jingmin, you have strung right. your bow in record right. time with prodigious hands. She's done a very, very, very many times before. Yep. Yeah, she's done it plenty of times before. So um, as soon as she's done restringing her bow, I did know that Jingmin wears a bandana on her hair. She will pull that down, covering her eyes, kind of hide her face. Okay. Um, it might obscure her vision slightly, but she mainly just wants to focus on covering her face. Okay. Um, so you said that right now, Frogadile Mask Woshi mm-hmm. is being lined up with everyone else. Yeah. And guards, there's some commotion going on, and guards are... Like guards are now starting to converge on the remaining folks, which are you. All right. Jingmin with her bow and gathered arrows will run and jump up onto the stage. This so with with Turtle Duck now in in unconscious, I believe you said Turtle Duck has been struck by lightning and is unconscious. Indeed. Yes. Does there seem to be any kind of person that's sort of filled in as the operator here, the supervisor? I won't make you roll for that. Um, There is not. It seems like everyone is just playing the henchman at this point. Really? Um, Even the one who is better dressed and was kind of performing the ushering function, they seem to have disappeared. Okay. Who is the biggest, most threatening-looking guard in here? I guess you don't need to answer that. Jingmin will look at the biggest, most mm-hmm. threatening-looking guard in here and hold up her bow, and she'll say, I was the one who shot the chandelier! How? No one else is responsible! Jingmin, you are aware as you say this that you do not have your mask on, correct? But I have a banana over my face. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Okay. And looking straight at that guard, she'll say, but before you do anything, I have a proposal. (laughs) Me and my bow versus you and your medal. And if I win, you let me and whoever I want Go up to four people. I could choose four people. 24. <laughs> and if you win, you can do whatever you want. And I want to try to use my move, my prodigy move challenge. I was going to say, what move is this? Ooh. This is so interesting. <laughs> can you read just... challenge for us, Danny? So challenge. Challenge. Watching... <laughs> men, like, <laughs> come on, kid. No. <laughs> Not this so plan again. I love how, how like adorable Jingmin is. And yet, yeah, just the tiny. sheer energy that just emanates. <laughs> so challenge reads, when you throw a boastful challenge at an opponent before a fight, roll with passion. On a hit, the challenge lands. If you win the fight, choose one from below. And there's a list of things that I can choose from if I end up winning. But... The challenge goads the opponent to impressive heights. They may choose one extra technique in every exchange for the duration of the fight. Um, 
On a 10 plus, I also clear all fatigue at the end of the fight if I'm victor if I'm victorious. Um, the four um, kind of conditions, the four like rewards basically uh -huh. that yeah. I can choose from if I win are so yeah, if you win, choose one. Your opponent must either teach you a technique of theirs or help you master one you already know, give you answers or an item of your choice, acknowledge your superiority and shift your balance twice towards excellence, or take your side in a future conflict. Whoa, those are major rewards. Yeah. Um, <laughs> on, a, on, a miss, on a miss, they dismiss your challenge and refuse to fight and they inflict a condition on you. So this is to me a stretch of the the at least the textbook purpose of the move, and I know yeah. that you've given Jingmin's kind of alternate reward or framing of like an agreement if I win the challenge, yeah. which I appreciate. Um, it is strange to challenge someone to fight who is already fighting you, um, but I'm I'm sort of more asking if mm -hmm. like saying like hey me and this big boy right over here. If I can beat him, you will let us go, you know? <laughs> yeah. I'm oh. trying to make it seem like, I'm trying to put it in, in the guards' heads like, oh, there's no way this kid can beat this guy. So they yeah. actually accept it, you know? I still have to roll for it regardless. Yeah. See yeah. if they even accept. Oh. And to be clear, this, as you read it, is not an, uh, a combat technique, correct? It is not. It leads yeah. directly into a combat, it, though. It, cre it creates an exchange, which <laughs> it, I've never it creates seen an exchange. before. It just yeah. make, it forces my GM hand and turns it into an exchange. This would have been throwback to Flying Bison. This would have been perfect for Che to have. Yeah, it would have. It would have. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, oh, I think this is not the time for this glorious move. <sighs> personally. I think there's too much fudging that I have to do to make it work while still giving you any mechanical benefit. Yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, I'm so sorry because I'm so excited for this move to happen. <laughs> I think we just have to find a different moment. A better, a better moment for it. Um, okay. With our remaining minutes here. Now, Jingmin, you have said, of course, all that you said. You've challenged yeah. these guards, right? Um, they look bewildered. You have actually created a moment of opportunity as they pause and look at each other. Like, what? <laughs> Is this child yammering about? <laughs> and, um, and so that will give you kind of an extra second if you take it to make for an exit, whichever exit you choose. Luke just starts running and uh, trying to run towards Chingman. Mm -hmm. And they do the bigger person just pick up Jamie like we're not doing this today. <laughs> underneath their arm, just looking back at Fumi like we got to get out of here now. Fumi's also going to go towards where Jingmin is on the stage, but she's trying to also see like what that paint was that she saw from afar. If they're yeah. like, clear or up up close. Yeah. So thanks to Jingmin's many words of loudness. <laughs> The guard that struck you, Fumi, also turned for a moment bewildered. <laughs> so like three or four guards just like checking like, each other like, is, is this for real right now? <laughs> Should um, be serious? I you, you were able to stabilize run. yourself and to take a look just before all of you dash out of the building. Fumi, you see 
It's very distinctive as you just catch a closer look at this. The, the shape of a paw painted freshly into the wood just beneath where the dragon egg was. Huh. Okay. So it's got kind of the main part of the paw and then three pad prints. Three. Mm-hmm. Okay. And we will end our lovely <laughs> episode there uh, for this week. Well, I had fun. Um, <laughs> we just breathe chaos. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's so much that could have happened. Oh, I love, um, I love this game. I uh, appreciate you all, mm. your wonderful players. Thank you. This was super fun. <laughs> I feel like whenever I cut an episode, I just feel like that sense of like the almostness of whatever's immediately next. I think that's a good thing. Mm, yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm always yeah. like, what ne- what troubles Jing getting us into next in the best way possible. <laughs> yeah. yeah. In the best way possible. In the best way possible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, well. I had so many consequences that did not come into relevance at all <laughs> because I still have not developed my ability ability to predict what this group will do. May it ever be so. Um, so that our story remains interesting. Um, fun note um, for, uh, since I touched on my microphone troubles last time uh, with it being stuck in luggage, I actually meant to make make this like a Twitch challenge thing or something fun. Will like, I was like, Oh, I should make everybody guess which city my baggage was stuck in. Oh, Um, and uh, so let's see what people think. You can put that in the discord or let us know on social. Um, You have up to three guesses per person. If you guess it right, (laughs) you may get a prize. Uh, I'll think of something. Um, I'll come to I'll come to your house. Is that a prize? What would that accomplish? Is that <laughs> hmm? visiting? We'll see what Is happens the from there. No, I'll come to whoever wins house. Oh, oh. Danny, that is very thoughtful of you. With a pasta we'll maker, the winner to determine if that's a prize they would be interested yeah, with in. With a pasta maker and the Hobbit on Blu-ray. Oh, that's like a date. Oh, yeah, just, yeah, like a date. That clarifies your intention. That sweetens the deal. Yeah. Well, if anyone would like uh, a date with Danny, um, yeah, let us know what city (laughs) you think my bags were stuck in. You know that I was coming from the U.S. to Spain. So there's a lot of options. Uh, You get three guesses a person. And if someone gets it, uh, you might get a date with Danny. Um, You might get another prize. Uh, We'll see. Um, other than that, I've got nothing left uh, for this week. So thank you everyone for tuning in. Uh, if you haven't done so yet, please follow us on Twitch or subscribe in your podcatcher. Give us a rating within your podcatcher if you haven't yet. Um, I know you can do that on like Google Podcasts, on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify. There are several that have the rating option. That helps people find the show. If you think this is a show worth sharing, we'd really appreciate it. And we hope you had fun listening. Thank you. Bye. 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 Musical episode. Relics of the New Republic is an Avatar Legends actual play podcast produced by Dustfire Media. As an independent production, your support helps us to continue putting out content like this. Please check out our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash dustfiremedia, where you can also access exclusive content, including The Forge, our Patreon exclusive show. 
Dustfire Media seeks to remain family-friendly, but this is an improv storytelling game that players may briefly depict scenes with more mature story elements. Until next week, seek harmony.